Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome uh, our absolutely esteemed guest, Andy Mashaile, who's a Game Change Ambassador, Interpol, and uh, he's uh, with the hashtag Turn Back Crime. Andy, thank you very much for joining once again. It's always a pleasure having you here. It's Pat and Braben. It's good to be back again in the ring or sitting by the ringside conducted by the heavyweight champions yourself and the heavyweight champion show, Late Night Conversation, the show that knocks out all other late night shows. I'm telling you, when it's said by a man who represents Interpol, clearly we're doing something right on the show. Andy, we're not talking about something that is very pleasant once again, something that's knocking us out as South Africans. Uh, The the increase of uh, these kidnappings, I mean, South Africa is becoming a hotspot. There's an article that recently came out about uh, 35 people who were rescued in Midrand. And, And these were men. That's the thing that shocked me. Majority of them were men. And they're being sold into modern-day slavery for about 17,000 rand, a measly 17,000 rand. What is going on? This pet kidnapping is a global problem. Kidnapping is a beginning to be a serious problem in South Africa. Let me take you out to the world to Mexico quickly. In 2012, there were 105, 682, 105,682 kidnappings in 2012. 2013, 131,946 kidnappings, indicating an increase. Let's come back home to South Africa. Uh, according to SAPSET, which uh, South African Police Services said, between 2011 and 2020, there was a 133% increase in this terrible, horrible, bad, badly smelling crime of kidnapping. Um, we have observed the 57 um, Ethiopian men who were held against their will in captivity somewhere in Midrand. Um, this has become an eye-opener because this has been happening in low-key uh, there have been women who are kidnapped from um, Swaziland who are forced to work in the uh, the foreign national shops in uh, or spaza shops, commonly known uh, commonly known as spaza shops in in South Africa. Particularly, uh, I have observed and seen this in my hometown where I was born and bred in in Beckerdal. There was a corner shop somewhere else. I'm not going to go into the specifics. There was a continuous change of Swati-speaking women, and one of my sisters in the community approached me to say she spoke to one of these persons, and she's not comfortable to talk. She gets changed after work. So this is becoming a problem. And like I said, in the world, it's a problem, and in South Africa, it's a problem. And in the continent, there's been a problem that we did not have time to address. Remember the Boko Haram kidnapping of the schoolgirls. Remember... The, uh, the ISIS um, kidnapping of schoolgirls in, in northern Mozambique just a few months ago uh, in Cabo Delgado. And I'm happy that that terrorist uh, cell has been busted by uh, Sadak, um, Sadak soldiers and Sadak army. It is a serious problem. And men must not relax because 
they are the ones with the big muscles. They cannot be kidnapped. They will kidnap you. And I'm sorry to say this, Ospet, and to you, the listener. In most instances, um, leadership uh, within our communities uh, is involved in the kidnapping and the selling of our brothers from uh, African, African communities. Just as it happened many centuries ago, leadership and uh, people of high stature and greedy people were selling Africans to American uh, ships or to European ships that took our people, 32 million of our people, to, um, to America. And it's happening in this day and age, and it's happening yeah. in South Africa. I'm going to, the lines are open. A-teamers, we'd love to hear from you. How do we stop this? How do we ensure <coughs> that our country is a safe country? And those who are perpetuating these such uh, such atrocities, kidnapping men, women from across the borders to come and put them into modern day slavery, those who are kidnapping to kill, those who are kidnapping to take from South Africa to other countries, because these are the things that are happening for men, women and children. How do we stop this? And if in your community you've observed some unscrupulous behavior and you want to know how to go about uh, reporting such without being in trouble yourself, call in. We've got Andy Mashaila who is with the Interpol, so he'll be able to give you proper advice. It's a serious, serious issue in our country and it needs to be addressed with seriousness. The number to dial is 011-7142006 or you can WhatsApp 0614-104107. SMSs go to 41391. I'm Sishiz Premier of KwaZulu-Natal. South Africa has made significant strides to tackle HIV and AIDS which still poses a threat to life and livelihood. In our effort to achieve this, KwaZulu-Natal will host the CASA AIDS Conference from the 6th to the 11th of December 2021 at Inkosi Albert Lutuli International Convention Center, which is known as Deben ICC. We must confront the challenge presented by COVID-19 pandemic in order to also protect people living with HIV and AIDS. We must ensure that everyone has equal access to HIV prevention, testing, treatment, and care. This must also include COVID-19 vaccination and services. Let us work together to achieve an AIDS-free KwaZulu-Natal. Together, growing KwaZulu-Natal. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. We're in conversation with Andy Mashayile talking about uh, how we can um, be aware of what's happening in our country, especially when it comes to kidnapping. Now, Andy... um, South Africa, since uh, the kidnapping of the Morty uh, brothers, was uh, placed in the kidnapping hotspot list. And it, within this list, there are other countries. There are about 25 countries, some being Argentina, Turkey, Kenya, Madagascar. Uh, Colombia is also there, Brazil and Mozambique. But when I look at the fact that we are supposed to be a progressive country and here with our progression, we are really dwindling down when it comes to law enforcement. Does this not say something about our law enforcement, about our borders being perforated to a point where people can be brought in for modern day slavery or taken out for modern day slavery? You speak to the facts and make some of the police officers who are involved in this trade angry. Um, 
one of the solutions is to monitor the activities of the police. And you are going to say, why monitor the activities of the police? Precisely because some of them are involved in this trade. Some of them are involved in this satanic trade and satanic crime. Uh, it also suggests that uh, those who might be posted in the borders uh, who are working hand in glove with the syndicates, remember that uh, kidnapping, especially from a transnational point of view or an international point of view, um, is perpetrated by organized gangs. It's perpetrated by um, highly sophisticated uh, leaders or a group of people. Uh, with a leader, when you look at the hierarchy, there's always the mastermind and 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 the runner. Um, I I will agree with you to say the borders that are porous are allowing the people that I have on my phone as I'm talking to you, whose images have been sent through to me from Cape Town, who are allegedly uh, hiding out in uh, Mozambique those who are masterminds working hand in glove with the kidnappers from Pakistan. Um, I'm sure some of you have seen uh, the images that have gone viral. Those who, um, in the last two years, last three years, organized uh, the kidnappings of Indian businessmen from Pretoria to Cape Town. So it is against this background that we um, are advising um, from a law enforcement point of view and from a security point of view since some of us have to do with providing advice on security, be it cyber security uh, or any other form of security. In this case, personal security, because it will impact in on your person and, 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 and life and limb. It is against that background that we are agreeing that the borders need to be properly managed. The police needs to be properly um, monitored. Uh, your municipal police, um, your JMPDs, your EMPDs, uh, your TMPDs, your Western Cape Police, your KZN Metropolis, uh, Metropolis, uh, or, or, or the Durban Metropolis. These are some of the law enforcement agencies that you need to deal with. You and I know that the effect uh, of law enforcement officers who have been um, arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and incarcerated. So uh, we need to look at one of these as a solution to ensure that uh, the criminals within the ranks of the police are cleaned out so that we can have a safe and secure um, environment and a safe and secure country and have police who, according to the code of conduct, must serve uh, and protect the constitution of the country and its inhabitants. So it's very clear from the statement that you've made that uh, there is uh, a huge gap. There are perforations within SAPS, and SAPS is clearly on its own not able entirely to to, to deal with the soaring numbers. I mean, um, SAPS statistics uh, showed that from the 1st of April 2019 up until the 31st of March 2020, there were 6,632 kidnappings that year alone. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even anticipating to hear what the kidnapping number is in this current year. So what then can be done? How do we monitor uh, the, uh, the police and law enforcement? How do we root out the evil from within SAPS? Um, I'm sure it is a challenge. We have seen this with the South African policing services. We have seen this with uh, federal police in the United States. We have seen that with county police. And we have seen it with 
a number of law enforcement agencies uh, worldwide, including my own time, my own mother country, South Africa. Uh, I am sure the police uh, leadership who might be listening in on uh, this conversation, I'm sure they will agree with me. But when you uh, train, <coughs> excuse me, when you train strong anti-kidnap um, agents or anti-kidnapping agents, when you set up that uh, that kind of a team and you train them and you ensure that within that team they look after each other, they don't collude. Um, to commit uh, kidnapping themselves. I have listened to a clip uh, of a police uh, officer um, who found a, a, a victim of kidnapping, and that police officer was looking for um, some, uh, some money. Uh, he actually said 20, and unfortunately, the, the person who he was talking to was able to press that police officer um, to say he is looking for 40,000 40, rand. So it is some of these things that we have to look at. We have to ensure that we acknowledge that there's a problem within law enforcement. And it's not only a problem of law enforcement. It is a problem of uh, our own brothers within our communities who are helping to identify wealthy families and the kidnapping of kids from those wealthy families, from people who have worked uh, themselves up and worked very hard. It is also a problem of foreign nationals who are in this country to commit crime. I'm trying to uh, problematize the behavior and the awareness and the lethargic attitude, the energyless attitude of communities in dealing with this problem of kidnapping because it creates uh, the one of the effects uh, of kidnapping is psychological trauma and it does not only happen to the family or to the individual it happens to the whole community particularly when we know that individual when that individual has paid school fees for some of the kids within our community and he or she is hijacked because she is having a store somewhere in Pumalanga, a bottle store somewhere in Pumalanga, and she's got to uh, pay uh, the kidnappers a huge amount of money or a young man who dropped off his brother at a BUT and stopped next to uh, Alex. I told about that story. To get his money, robbery is one of those things, one of those reasons why there is kidnapping. Um, let's deal once again with the traumatic effects, the psychological effects. And, and on the individual, fear and lack of trust. Once a person has been uh, kidnapped, there's always fear. There's always lack of trust. When one sees a group of people or people who look like the kidnappers or um, strangers, that particular person gets traumatized, uh, gets traumatized, and as a result, trust no one, even the family members. So it has very serious impact. And I am appealing to law enforcement uh, officials within our country, uh, all law enforcement uh, agencies in the country, uh, to focus their intelligence capabilities and talent in on uh, making a follow-up on these forms of crime. I mean, this is a hot spot when it comes to crime, and we have to deal with it. Uh, we have to do hotspot stabilization, as General Ketasola uh, would say, hotspot stabilization and hotspot normalization. Um, stabilize uh, the, the kidnapping of people in, within our communities and make sure that uh, kidnapping less communities uh, are, are normalized.
A-teamers, I'd love to hear from you as we talk about uh, this uh, scourge of kidnapping in South Africa, which is rising, um, people being taken in and out of the country, and others are being brought into the country. It's, it's a huge trade. People's lives are trading for as little as 17,000 rand in illicit um, you know, um, a, a, a trading and, and things like that. And others are being taken for ransom. So this is clearly something we all could be victims of. But how do we stop it? How can we be vigilant? Have you experienced such in your community? The number to dial in on is 011-714-2006. Or you can send a WhatsApp on 0614-104107. SMSs go to 41391. Here's a, a voice note. Good evening, uh, Patricia. This is Ali from Parare Village. Look, uh, Patricia, um, how long, how long, if I may ask, are we going to keep on asking uh, the president to implement the death penalty? Because uh, we just talk and talk and talk, but nothing is happening. Uh, women are getting killed every day, and children are getting killed and raped every day. So. We've been saying this, uh, that the president should implement the death penalty. Other than that, I don't think this thing of killing women and children will stop. I thank you. Andy, you've heard the voice note. Yes, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree with uh, the, the gentleman uh, on the voice note. Um, I would like to tone down and say there should be serious and severe punishment. Um, uh, running away from angering the Constitution. If I don't want to make our Constitution angry, I will call for death penalty. But in respect of the Constitution of the country, I was, I'm going to tone it down and say we need severe and serious punishment so that the perpetrators must understand that uh, and know that they are not going to get a slap on their wrist. They are not going to cross back to Mozambique or, uh, or, cross, or cross the borders and run away. We will track them. When I say we, I mean the, the 60.1 million people of this, uh, of this country will go after kidnappers and will show them flames. Serious punishment and severe punishment and needs to be meted out. So, so what would be serious and severe punishment? What when you say be? someone when you say someone gets life in prison, I am sure I can count. Twenty five years is not life. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter the age of that individual. Life should mean life in, in jail should mean come out of jail dead in a brown box called coffin. Uh, it cannot be life uh, imprisonment, uh, double life imprisonment or triple or quadruple life in, uh, imprisonment in eight hundred years. Um uh, and and after 25 years, somebody is eligible for uh, parole walking down the street again. Um, I have always been confused and, 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 and a little bit angered by um, my understanding of life and the understanding of life of the Justice Department or the Criminal Justice Department. So serious punishment when it's life, it should be life. Life like you go in a 55-year-old Andy Mashail or 56-year-old or 60 year old and Dimashaile and come out a 200 years old person and then be integrated back to society.
So life imprisonment would do, um, as opposed to what our A-team caller said, that bring back the death penalty. I mean, currently that's unconstitutional. Yes, that's the reason why I said I don't mm. want to make the Constitution angry. Yes, yeah. I want to respect the Constitution. But I'm as angry as any other person uh, for, for this reason, Ms. Patricia and your heavyweight champion listener. 1.2 million children are trafficked worldwide and 600,000 are from Africa, the rest of Africa. I said 1.2 million children are trafficked throughout the world and 600,000 come from uh, um, Africa and I'm a father I've got children and there are fathers and mothers who have lost children who don't know what happened I remember the case in Spain of Madeleine the young little European girl uh, I can't remember from which country uh, where where she came from I mean as, as, as a father I wouldn't want to see those individuals walking down the street again most definitely I don't think anyone would want that so punitive measures a serious punitive measures need to be put in place in our country so that we can see such uh, crimes uh, stopping. So, so, so let's let's talk about. You know, last week you mentioned uh, the sort of tips we need to go through, what we should be aware of. And I think we can't talk about those enough. Um, it, it's a holiday season. We tend to be a bit more relaxed with ourselves. Uh, it's end of the year. How can we start looking after ourselves so that we are also better able to look after our children? Let me let me quickly jump to what you are not asking me to do. Go to solutions. One um, I have spoken about training of strong anti-kidnapping agents within law enforcement agencies. Two, we have spoken about serious punishment. Three, one of the reasons of kidnapping as per research uh, or as research teaches us or tells us is job creation. Some people kidnap others out of, because of unemployment and they hold those individuals to ransom to get money um, towards month end after the money has been withdrawn from the ATM from the bank account, they let them go. One of the uh, one of the solutions would be to have technology technology implant or devices. You are going to say we see this stuff in the movies. I can send you a picture now of Patricia of a woman or white woman who was trafficked uh, in Cape Town. We spoke about this. This implant is put on the head, and and you are going to say, do you want us to put chips in on people know there are watches that would create a geofence around your child, a geofence against Patricia when she's moving from A or B. Once Patricia walks out of that geofence area, um, the, the people who are connected to the device that Patricia is uh, carrying, either be it a ring or a cell phone, uh, would get a beep uh, suggesting that she's out of the geofence area. And the goods and the benefits of technology. It might also be abused that geofencing area by people who are tricking their wives, their girlfriends, their husbands, their boyfriends, and many of those things. But in this particular context, you need technological devices that would help uh, for personal tracking. And there is a gentleman called Machine. This gentleman um, provides some of this technology. Uh, I have had an opportunity of meeting this gentleman some three months ago, uh, talking about uh, personal tracking devices. I was, I was impressed when I saw some of those devices that uh, this gentleman is able to provide. Some of these things, um, it's a little knob that you would put somewhere in your wallet or somewhere else. 
where you can keep it safe on the body of that individual. It provides you with live uh, live location and live tracking for those that you have provided with permission to track you. Let's go there once again, um, avoiding the issue of abuse. When you look at the solutions, the solutions will give you the reasons why there is kidnapping. And, and there is a number of reasons why they are kidnapping. One I've, I've indicated some of them would be unemployment. Some of them would be uh, greed. Let me quickly tell you why I wanted to talk to you about greed. There's a woman called Karen, Karen Matthews who was sentenced to eight years in jail in the year 2008 for, for faking the kidnapping of her own daughter, mm. working with a gentleman. This woman... Uh, the reason for the kidnapping or for the fake kidnapping was to claim the 50,000 uh, pounds reward money for finding her. Uh, this was in the Sun newspaper of 2008. A, a, a mother faking the kidnapping of uh, her daughter so that she can get money. It tells you about greed as one of those reasons why it's kidnapping. And we have a responsibility to take personal safety very serious. The people who come into our home, remember the mastermind would be the person who knows your house in and out. The mastermind or the, the arranger would be someone who knows how much your parent uh, has. Um, the kidnapper would be someone who knows uh, your uncle um, and the richness uh, of the diamonds or the jewelry that he or she has in the house. So people who sell us to uh, kidnappers in most instances are people very close to us. Now, let, what am I saying? Yeah, what am ahead. I saying? What am I saying? Those who are close to us, we need to ensure, amongst others, that they don't know more than they're supposed to know. And and I come from a community at Brekang. I come from a community um, that would tell you how rich they are, and uh, that would splash the uh, the Rolex watch and that would buy a Rolex watch for a son, and the kidnappers, um, amongst others, your people like your Rolex gang, would come and kidnap the little one because they know the little one has a Rolex, which costs about 800000 uh, um being in the mid-range, uh, or the Michael, that would cost $1.3 and that was taken on the beach in France. They would know that there's money in that homestead, and they would come. So those, am I saying people must not flaunt their wealth? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you flaunt your wealth, look at the issue, the risk and the threat to the individual who's carrying that expensive uh, ornament or on him, uh, necklace or, or the diamond uh, earrings or the diamond ring. Look at the threat to the individual and look at the threat to the family and the community. Andy, you were talking about devices that can be used. So it's, it's very good that we've got modern technology. What are these devices called and where can we get them? And are these devices waterproof? Are these devices um, um, discreet? So can we hide them? Because I'm, I'm thinking about my own children. I've heard of children being taken out of complexes that are secure. I've heard of children being kidnapped at school. Um, we remember the incident of uh, the orchestration that a teacher did not so long ago um, and kidnapped a child. So what do these look like? Where do we get hold of them? What is the cost of them? 
Um, since Pat, I have a WhatsApp number with your permission of this man who can advise those who are interested in it with your permission. Go ahead, um, please. Yes. Uh, the number of this gentleman, his name is Moshin, Moshin, Moshin. Uh, his number is 060, that's a WhatsApp number, 060-575-1475. Some of these gadgets are for the little ones, these little plastic watches um, that we buy for them. Uh, they have a chip in on the inside. That speaks geofencing. Geofencing is like having a fence around you, but that is uh, made out of technology. You can't see it, but uh, it has been set um, in on the watch, uh, based on the watch and a certain meter range or distance. Uh, I'm talking about uh, your necklaces. I'm talking about your earrings. I'm talking about ear implants. I'm talking about... Uh, I have seen some people putting um, earrings in on their no on their noses, and many of those things. Those are some. They can be uh, these devices can be can be customized. Remember, what you're looking for is the chip, the chip that's in your cell phone. I am definitely sure this pet. If you can give me your cell number, uh, just from your cell number, I can tell you where you were in the last six months. It's because of the uh, tracking, live tracking that the uh, your cell phone is um, emitting every minute. When you're looking for me, you need to look at a certain tower. It's triangulate, and then it will tell you where ND is, which is um, many of those advantages of parents knowing where their children are. Uh, it is against that background, uh, when I suspect, and, and the heavyweight listeners, that we, uh, some of us who are in cyber security, I now lead, I'm now the CEO of Cyber Smart South Africa, and one of those things that we deal with is technology for safety and security. And I am going to, uh, once again, with your permission, request your viewers to go to CyberSmart South Africa YouTube channel and we will respond to many of those things, myself and my team. All right. And are they expensive, Andy? Um, no, they are not expensive. They are not expensive. Um, they are affordable. They are reasonable, depending on the gadget that you're looking for. Uh, one of those things would be like a five-friend-sized uh, tracker that you throw inside your car, anywhere inside your car, in your spare wheel, anywhere. Let me not go into the details, but there's just a small little tracker. When you switch onto your car and you drive past where there is Wi-Fi, this little device emits a signal. So we are aware of where you are. Even during the moment of uh, hijacking, we'll be able to track the car and track you. So these are devices uh, that I would like to show you. I will make some time while talking to Ben FM, F, uh, earlier on. Uh, these are things that you have got to see so that you understand exactly how to use technology to deal with uh, kidnapping, human trafficking, abduction, which is the taking of little girls to force them into marriage and many of these things. We have a responsibility to protect the communities. And if you can use technology, use technology to the best of the community's welfare and well-being, safety and security, and also act as force multipliers for law enforcement agencies. I am sure in housing, um, uh, your law enforcement agencies and in uh, members and in the whole country uh, are not even up to a million, and they have to police 
60.1 million people. So we have got to be um, force multipliers. Force multipliers means we have got to create um, difficult conditions for kidnappers and hijackers and, and, and abductors um, uh, from a, a, a policing point of view in terms of making sure that when it's difficult, there would be no need for crime prevention and there would be no need for investigation, which is called uh, combating of crime. Hey, but, you know, I'm glad that we can arm ourselves um, as South Africans. We can do whatever is necessary to ensure that we are safe. But I'm still not comforted. I'm not comforted by the fact that our law enforcement is not on the ball. I'm not comforted by the fact that you have also mentioned that there there is some root of evil within the law enforcement. So some of them are part of the syndicate. And this is what I'd like us to, to, to address. But how do we as community, as much as we are going to do all we can to look after ourselves, how can we put pressure on SAPs and all law enforcement agencies to ensure that they jack themselves up, but they uproot the evil within them amongst themselves, and they also make sure that they protect our communities adequately? Since Patricia and the team there, uh, putting pressure on SAPs is not going to help us or law enforcement agencies. We need to put pressure on the Portfolio Committee of Safety and Security in Parliament. We also need to put pressure on uh, the Minister's office. We also need to put pressure on Treasury. You cannot uh, um, under-resource your, your law enforcement agencies and your defence. Uh, agencies uh, in, of your country. Police and the army and the defense, I'm not talking about the wonderful frontline fighters of COVID, uh, your nurses, our sisters. I'm merely, because we are discussing crime now, focusing on the agents and the tools that will ensure crime prevention and crime combating. Uh, look at the salaries, uh, look at the difficulties in terms of the resources that the police have. Look at the vehicles that you drive past his pet, which has one eye. Some of them don't have lights in the evening. They have got to use the flat light. Some of them, they are falling apart. You can see that this vehicle has traveled uh, 180-something thousand uh, kilometers. As long as that car is not boarded, boarded means as long as that car is not destroyed. In your, in your resources uh, calculations, uh, you are seen as having 10 cars when five of them cannot even chase a, a, a bicycle. We have a responsibility to address these things. We are going to uh, make um, leadership at, 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 at senior level, at parliament level, angry because we, we love them. We want to show them what is it that we see that they might not be seeing. It is important that they should beef up the budget of law enforcement, beef up the budget of defense, so that you don't have police officers who stand by the roadside or law enforcement agencies who stand by the roadside and, and take 50 cents or and take uh, 20,000 or take 30,000 when they search a car and they find that this money comes from the proceeds of crime. We have a responsibility to pay them decently. Police, law enforcement agencies, and defense. The reason why there are uh, roots and little bits of uh, the roots of evil within law enforcement agencies um, one reason, not justifying it, and I'm not condoning it. One of the reasons would be the children are growing up. The rate of inflation is going up, but the salaries remain low. 
um, from an economic point of view, that's an, 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 an unviable situation to be in. So we need to speak to Parliament. We need to speak to Treasury. We need to send our minister to the Portfolio Committee of Safety and Security. I have been there on a number of occasions whilst I was the chairperson of the board. And we have a responsibility to, do, uh, to inform in on the budget of the police. Maybe we, we will not know how to calculate the budget, men hours versus the resources versus your operations. But what we do know as South Africans is we want law um, treasury, the safe, uh, portfolio committee on safety and security and the minister's office to make more money available to policing in South Africa. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with voice notes from our A-teamers. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Hi, this is Patricia. Patricia. It's good stuff and good information. But is he not saying too much and revealing too much to these guys? So they are they not taking notes so that they will be able to remove some of these things from people. He must not talk too much. He must keep some of the things discreet so that they are not we don't alert the kidnappers. I get that point. I absolutely get that point, A-team. Don't alert the kidnappers. But one thing I've noticed is that people who perpetrate crimes are usually four or five steps ahead of us who are normal citizens. And how else can we disseminate information? Andy, but I, I understand ex- fully what this A-team is saying. The, the voice note is well-intentioned. Without awareness and knowledge of the method uh, of how they commit the crime of kidnapping keeps us in the dark. We don't know what to do. We don't know why it happened. When we know that when I flung the Rolex thing on my little boy, Dumel, and uh, um, I allow him to go to Sentinel, it's a big shot, it's the be-all and end-all of life. Uh, he will be kidnapped and they'll come, uh, they will come uh, to me or they'll come for me. But when a father somewhere else listens to this conversation to say, I need to, uh, to strip that Rolex on that boy when he goes out. It makes perfect sense. Um, I have said to you, every seven days, criminals devise a new method of committing crime. And uh, we also, from a, a kidnapping point of view, we also encourage kidnapping, particularly the families or some of the families of the kidnapped uh, or the victims of kidnapping because we pay ransom and it doesn't go reported. And as long as we continue to pay the ransom, the crime has uh, the the crime has a fuel or has fuel that drives it uh, to increase. And uh, remember that some of them have moved away from cash and transit heights. And uh, some of them happen uh, for religious purposes. Some of these kidnappings happen because of gambling, uh, gambling debt. Some of these kidnappings happen because of political uh, political situations. Uh, some of these kidnappings happen because of unemployment, as I've spoken about. Some of these kidnappings happen because of uh, extortion that is wanted. And some of them happen because uh, COVID has slowed down um, or had slowed down from the set that I shared with you, had slowed down the Shabins, and those who were being targeted at that night time for robbery and many of those things are no longer 
uh, driving out at night in respect of the COVID regulations um, and, 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 and all other attending factors. Now, the criminals would then move uh, to cash-carrying business and cash-carrying business within our communities, father shops where they deal with uh, cash on a daily basis. They would kidnap that foreign national who runs the father shop or any other person. Remember some of these people um, from, from other parts of the world and from other parts of Africa who come to South Africa. Sell, have a father shop in community A, but live in community C. So when they have got to drive through a community B to get to community C, they get kidnapped for the money that they have in their possession or for the money that has not been taken to the bank. Hmm. So we need to talk about these things so that even the these uh, shopkeepers operating within our communities know how to handle this thing better. We need to educate our people. Yes, criminals might be listening to me, and I don't care, and I don't like them uh, for the fact that they are committing satanic satanic acts. It is important that we share this information. We create awareness so that people know what to do and what not to do. And I do agree with you, Andy. As we wrap up, Andy, what is that major tip for all of us as South Africans? Uh, the final thought is let us ensure that we help government to create jobs so that people cannot say uh, it's because of unemployment. Let us ensure that we clean uh, the, uh, the evil roots or the problematic um, or the rogue officers working hand in glove um, with uh, kidnappers. Let us also make sure that we make use of technology. Let us make sure that there is severe punishment. And, 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 and to the families of the victims, let us ensure that we learn lessons, we share these lessons. And to those who are potential targets, a high-value targets, make sure that you reduce uh, your high visibility. The high, uh, your high visibility... Uh, impact creates interest from evil and satanic uh, forces or forces of darkness who will then come after you. When you have a lot of money, spend your money in a way and manner that it does not attract the, um, the, the criminals or the kidnappers. In most instances, our communities, our communities, our, our household, uh, our private lives are being profiled by criminals and they do this professionally because they employ people to ask, Kimang also, it's Patricia, where, where does she live? No, she's a new lady who lives in the street. Does she have children? No, she lives alone. And by then you are driving out in your ML or in your M50, your X5 or your X7 M50D and that kind of stuff. And they would come for, uh, they would come for you. So our communities must learn to protect each other by being aware and highly educated highly informed uh, by what is going uh, what we are sharing here so that the behavior must be transformed when you have that transformative security awareness you are reducing you are shrinking you are squeezing the sphere of uh, uh, the crime plane That's advice I think all of us need to take up, Andy, Um, and we need to be very conscious of such things. Andy, how do we get in touch with you? 
There's an A-teamer who sent us a message. We tried to call them, but uh, couldn't get hold of them. I think uh, network connectivity around the country is not so good. Who says, um, who's asking, who are you? So we've told the A-teamer that you are Andy Mashaile, but also said, I need help. My child went missing, please. How does this A-teamer get in touch with you? Um, when people get in touch with me, um, I will refer uh, them to law enforcement agencies because I don't do investigations. Um, I have that functional relationship with uh, SAPS and the Hawks and law enforcement agencies in the country. Um, I will give you a WhatsApp number. Uh, that's what that what that that WhatsApp number uh, is. Uh, the following: zero eight two three four six. 0520 for WhatsApps only. 082-346-0520. Um, we will then take it from there. I will respond. And um, I highly, once again, advise that we uh, subscribe to the Cyber Smart South Africa YouTube channel so that I can then be able to engage and my team can then be able to engage um, with people at a at a detailed level. Excellent. Andy, thank you so very much for joining us and uh, shedding light on this particular um, issue that is quite, quite scary, uh, the kidnapping and us in South Africa being part of the hotspot. But we appreciate you as always. Thank you very much, Champ, and your championship team and your championship show and your championship listener. Thank you very much. A-teamers, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to Greg Hose for the final news bulletin. Good evening, Greg.